I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched Vampire Hunter D from 1985. It was a trip. Boy, howdy. It definitely works for the the season. It's not like a stretch like Zim was. Also, (laughs) yes, mom, you'll be very glad that you weren't on this one. (laughs) You would not have enjoyed this movie. Dibs on not doing the spoiler-free plot synopsis. Well, that's really (laughs) rude. Um, Okay. Mm. Okay, so we start with a a girl uh, who seems to be hunting at night. Spoiler alert: she's not the vampire hunter. Oh, we we have a, a an intro where it's like this is the far future and there's demons and monsters. So yeah. it's a it's not a good place to be at night. She beats or whatever. Like the first thing that she's attacking. She seems successful. It does take her horse, though. and she, But it seems like she gets away, except... Nope, she doesn't. A bigger monster comes, knocks off this cross that you see, and then, like... She has around her neck on a necklace? Yes. And then she is uh, confronted by a vampire. Cut two. You see this guy on a horse, and he ends up coming across the same girl... We didn't realize it was the same girl for a while. Yet her her hair, like, because of the nighttime scene, is, like, bluish in the opening stuff. But then it's blonde for the rest of stuff. Yeah, they have the same outfit. So at first we thought that they might have been of the same group. But no, same girl. She asks if he's a hunter. Specifically a vampire hunter. She kind of tests him, and, and he is. So she asks him to help her. This vampire had... Had, had bitten her, had marked her. So uh, the movie is about this wandering stranger that she brought into the town to help her in this conflict. And we learn a bit about him, even though he's a pretty mysterious dude. And he goes by D. So the vampire hunter is D. Yes. Yes. And, and stuff stuff happens. A lot of things happen. But yeah, that's the gist. Um... Without getting into spoilers, do you think you'd recommend this movie? If if you're looking for, for something like this, yeah, sure. Um, for uh, a, less of a spooky Halloween, but more of a cool, like, gross and, like, monster-filled Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Grody monsters, blood and gore stuff. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's some issues. Um, Particularly sexism. Well, and, and also, uh, I think, technically, a couple of little things. Oh, sure. Yeah. It looks great, I'll though. I'll talk about the budget later. Uh, the style's pretty interesting. But overall, if you're looking for something like this, I... I I don't know enough about this sort of thing, like monsters and gross, gross things to say like, oh, this other thing's way better. <laughs> this one was uh, overall entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's certainly of a of a time and of a type. And if you know that 80s action horror schlock with like sexist elements like women wearing way too short skirts is something that you're either interested in or okay with aspects of that. Like give it, give it a watch. Otherwise, no, this is like, I don't know. Like we talked in the Zim episode of like, you basically like need to be okay with this sort of humor for it to work for you. And kind of similarly, like you're either going to kind of love this or hate it or, or at least like, I, I don't think, I don't, I think if you don't like some of the big things that this is about, yep. you're not going to be into it at all. Yeah. It's I, it's about cool action and bloody horror stuff. And if you're not into that, you're not going to like it. Yeah. And I don't know enough about cool action, bloody horror stuff to know if this is actually a good I don't know. We're going to be watching another one in our next episode. So. Uh, so, so it's definitely hard to say if this, if I couldn't give you something better to watch in its place. There are parts where I was entertained. 
I don't know if I'd actually watch it again, especially if I end up liking the one from 15 mm. years later more. Sure. Yeah. But we'll see. It was it was an interesting watch. Yeah. Let's get specific. So let's start talking about story, characters, voice acting, all that sort of stuff. Of course, without spoilers. I think the voice acting was good. The uh, what's her face? I actually. Larmika. Yes. Yes. I enjoyed her. Well, her voice her. acting, her her uh, stereotypical laugh, great. La- uh, Lamika is what it says um, on the wiki, but I think it's just a translation thing. Um, but Satoko Kito is is who voiced her, and yeah, she did a great job. One of my notes is um, that her noble laugh is always good. Yes, yes, yes. No, nothing was egregious or like oh this person sounds out of place in this world or nothing like that like yeah smarmy guy sounded smarmy uh <laughs> greco-roman yeah um so so voice acting uh, good yeah. no complaints stories so the the screenplay is based on the first in a long-running series of light novels written by hideyuki kikuchi so that was the basis of the story the producers build it as a dark future science fiction romance so that was the angle that they were going for the, uh, arguable to say if they succeeded especially in the romance exactly front. the romance part was well, pro- yeah one of the more obnoxious things um this is a random fun fact that i have no idea where else to put but the film was featured in michael and janet jackson's music video of their of the song scream so just that music video assume, uh, apparently had footage from this movie in it. Do I remember that? I don't know. We I'd can look to, it up later. Yeah, I have to watch it. This movie is credited as one of the earliest anime productions targeted explicitly at the male teenager slash adult demographic oh my gosh. in lieu of family audiences um, and capitalized on the emerging OVA market with its violent content and influence from European horror mythology, like the films of British film studio Hammer Film Productions that did a bunch of they did a bunch of um, basically reinterpretations of classic monster movies like Frankenstein and Dracula in like the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. but they really hammed it up. Um, and that is uh, actually where Christopher Lee and oh, I forget the name of the actor, but the guy who did Tarkin in um, Star Wars. Sure. That's kind of like where those two were most prominent. Yeah, like they, they made a out. lot of films there. Um, they, they were in a lot of the films there. Um, so yeah, that that had a lot of a lot of the um, influence came came from that, and yeah, the the target demographic makes clear why a lot of it is the way that it is. Yeah, yeah. There's um, some choices, definitely. Yeah, and we will talk about some of those choices in later sections mm-hmm. where they're most appropriate. Yep. Yeah, I guess you you talked some about voice acting. Uh, my other my other voice acting notes in particular was that um that phantom lady who was like controlling the phantoms voice effects are something they they show her something i don't know who voices her because i'm not sure what her name is but that was the the voice acting was heavily layered with sound effects let's say and it was interesting yeah i guess it was over the top but i got what they were going for they're like she's like Spooky ghost lady. Yes, like, yes. Okay, okay. You just sound like this, and she wasn't in a, a ton of the movies. No, so. no. She was a bit part, which was probably I don't even know that she's actually listed in my vo- in the voice acting credits that I yeah. saw. And then my other voice acting note is hearing Count Magnus, the deep voiced old man vampire, mm-hmm. say "kawaii" was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> kawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Beautiful interpretation. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know, story stuff. I don't have a ton of notes. One of my main questions is, so Dracula is Count Magnus's ancestor, and I'm very curious if Dracula's still around, or was he destroyed at some point? The movie never really gives us enough information to say definitively. I'm not sure. But I'm curious if, like... This novel series eventually ramps up to Dracula being a big bad, or if Dracula's more of, like, 
just kind of giving you the idea of the ancestry of these people. Like they come like, you know, think of Dracula. That's the archetype that these guys are kind of fulfilling. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. I I'm all muddled on vampire lore anyway, (laughs) in that it's like, if you kill the, the, the sire or like the, the main guy of like a family or whatever, what happens to the rest of the family? Do they become unvampires, or you just kind of cut that off and that's I think okay? It literally, just depends on the particular. Exactly, because if Dracula, depending if Dracula were dead, like that might affect them. My guess is like Dracula is one of the progenitors, like the the sire of sires or whatever. I sound like sure. a, a weirdo, anyway. <laughs> uh, and also the guy in the castle, Magnus. They said that oh, the lights came on a couple days ago, and, and we knew that he was coming. So maybe he's just like, it's been 3,000 years and I'm real bored, so I'm just going to go to sleep for a really long time, wake up when I want, and and maybe Dracula could be somewhere in that. Of like, I'm super old, I get super bored, so sometimes I just sleep for thousands of years. (laughs) Nobody knows where I am, and I'll come out whenever I feel like it. I could see that. Yeah. With this weird world that they've created, (laughs) I could see that being the case. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. There's so halfway through the movie, D is like going through the castle trying to to rescue. I forget her name. Doris. Doris. Trying to rescue Doris. And there's this part where the floor comes out from under him and he falls and then his cape grabs the ledge. Yeah. And and I was like, ooh, he made it. But then Ray just cut the ledge off in like a semicircle and it and he fell and we were both. So amused. It was like, oh, get wrecked, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... And the cape thing never really came back. Yeah, I thought that was a, a means to show, like, oh, his cape can do this, but we don't want him to save it in this instance. So, yeah. like, but you're you're aware that it has abilities. Yeah, it felt like a so thing maybe, that was going to have payoff, but... Yeah, really. like, it'll, it can do something even more powerful later, but we're just hinting at it, so it feels like, so it doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. But then it, nothing really happened with that, so yeah. it's just kind of funny. The falling in love aspect of this movie is, like, the most unbelievable aspect of it. Yeah. Like, people, like... Doris and Dee just, like, fall in love, like, immediately for no apparent reason. It doesn't... I've seen that kind of thing in Western media mm-hmm. a lot. And this was somehow even one of the most unbelievable aspects of, of that I've seen. Like, there wasn't, like, longing looks, really, or anything. It's just, like, suddenly a character on the side is commenting that they... That, oh, you have feelings for, yeah, for just, her or him. And it's like, how did you deduce this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess he's, like, a mysterious dude who's, like, strong strong in that, like, she, you know, can't kick his butt. Like, she sure. confronted him early on and he wasn't really affected. And then you see her interact with Greco, who's, like, a, a gross jerk. And she, like, easily, like, he's not a threat to her in that way. Yeah. So then he, you know, lashes out socially. So, you know, real good guy. Anyway. Yeah, uh, sucks. Um, so, so maybe it's like, oh, he's, you know, formidable in that way. And I like that. But yeah, like this, there's really not nothing else except like uh, girl and guy. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it was like. Besides the thing in How's It Hold Up, one of the weakest parts. Yeah, and just, it, it kind of contributed to, just because they've made a point of it, um, to the just, the pacing of this movie is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like, sometimes stuff, scenes go on a long time, arguably longer than they should, and mm-hmm. other times it feels like there was a whole transition scene that we just missed getting from point A to B. You could generally still piece together what was happening it wasn't like the pacing wasn't broken to where it was like even hard to understand what was even happening generally um but it was just it didn't really allow for any emotional beats to ever land but i guess given what the producers were targeting that wasn't necessarily their goal like it's just be cool have action and and horror elements and a quote romance 
Yeah, and and but it doesn't have to be a uh, fulfilling romance. It's just yeah. excuses for titillating scenery or Basically, titillating scenes. Yeah, I I'm very curious as to if the original light novel for one has a romantic element and for two if it does if it is better executed. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of the stuff that we've seen based on uh, any sort of book like doesn't have to be that close to it. So it's And you know you- sometimes that's okay and people do really interesting different things with the material and sometimes it's like could could the source have been better should i check it out because this was like okay but yeah yeah i don't know yeah i guess story wise the the world what was kind of interesting super dark and there was like a futuristic aspect of mm-hmm. it where like there was some like technology things and mm-hmm. buildings but then also it's like more evoking dracula times like i don't know well i would i don't know i don't know if, if dracula times is what i would say <laughs> definitely something more primitive be- sure. just just because like there's monsters and scary things everywhere and yeah. you know you don't have a, a chance to to build up and there is technology to help fight against it we see like electrical barriers and things but i think i for one kind of would have liked the future technology aspect to be pushed even further than it was though because i kind of found myself forgetting about it half the time and then a scene would happen and that's in a kind of more futuristic looking place and i'm like oh yeah it's like in the future. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a, a thing where they just have a whole recording place. Like, a place with a bunch of screens. Yeah. That's like, oh, okay. And then, character-wise, uh, character designs, some of the monster designs were super cool or interesting. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go to animation. Uh, I just wanted to say off the bat here for people um, where seizures is an issue for you. Uh, be careful with this movie. There's some scenes that have some really intense flashing, um, <laughs> like to where it made me uncomfortable and I don't get seizures. Uh, so yeah, be careful with that. But fun facts. The film's limited budget made its technical quality comparable to most anime television series and other OVAs, but not with most theatrical animated films. Mm. Yoshitaka Amano, the illustrator of the original novels, acted as character designer for the OVA. However, alternative designs were provided by Ashida, the director, who also acted as the film's animation director, and elements from both artists' works were combined to create final designs by the animators. For one, I'd like to point out that I know Yoshitaka Amano, and that is because for um, many of their games, he was the primary character and monster designer on Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And for two, yeah, I really felt that mishmash. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, um, yeah? D in particular looks much more Yoshitaka Amano's art style than most of the other characters, especially anyone who's very round-faced. That's not Yoshitaka Amano's style. Um, yeah, it was the character design was weird to me just because some of I don't know they so didn't necessarily the, the feel girls, like girls. You think the girl, the kid, and and stuff like that. Dor- some of, yeah, Doris, um, Doris and Lam- Lamika was a little more, especially like kind of her the smallness of her features and stuff. Yeah, that was a little. little that was a little more Amano's style. It felt like but her head was. Yeah, whereas Doris felt like kind of typical anime's 80, 80s anime girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The art style, the it felt relatively cohesive, but the mishmash, especially me like being able to recognize Amano's oh, style, it, it was a little off-putting for me. I um, thought it was fine. Like, I noticed Lamika had a little mouth. Uh, <laughs> she has a very little mouth. But the, the thing that made me want to comment more was was the monster designs themselves mm-hmm. the people she's like oh, okay they're yeah they're here they no, like that even in the beginning that demon dinosaur thing she was hunting was rad and you yeah. never even get like a complete look at it yeah uh, the one of the was it gimlet one of the little monster henchmen guys was gimlet, i think cool. was the flyy one yeah, yeah 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 i liked him i thought he was cool yeah, I, oh, there was one, I think it was right before it started showing D walking through the desert, but it, like, kind of showed 
some crumbling technological art like buildings or something and there was like those kind of weird creepy little critters on them yeah. liked those little guys loved the fun creepy demon things that was in dracula not dracula's and in, in the count's hallway like yeah, yeah the monster design is fun yeah i thought that was cool and and a thing that you would be looking for whenever you watch something like this oh yeah definitely like i think that was for me visually one of the best parts was just seeing the creepy weird monster designs um i also liked that they they did some fun things with like lighting and and placement and stuff like that for instance i like the lighting on count magnus in the beginning when he's just like towering over doris or whatever Mm -hmm. and there's like lightning that's illuminating his gigantic form and then like you can see his eyes and they would like go between red and and white based on the flashing like yeah, it just, it, I liked some of the stuff like that. For sure. Oh, back to uh, character design, the, the like, red miasma thing that would just, like, <laughs> disintegrate things within it. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I enjoyed the animation overall, I think. Yeah. The more landscape scenes were, were cool. Mm-hmm. Was there anything super weird? There was only, uh, not only one, but one weird thing was one of the frames where somebody was stabbed oh yeah and but, briefly like briefly the sword was like on top of the image or something yeah 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 there's definitely that was probably the most prominent brief animation error but yeah i mean especially with the budget that it had and stuff uh, i imagine if you really look there's a decent amount of animation errors probably which happens um, but yeah but i enjoyed it overall what do you think this would have been like if it were live action? Unpleasant. Yeah. The gore is like just bearable enough because it's this animation thing. Mm-hmm. And if it was like trying to be really realistic live action, I think it would just be another horror movie I'm not interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't help but think that the fighting and would be as fun and the monster designs would just be harder to translate. They'd have to be weird CGI or puppets or something. And they could do some cool things, but I don't think they could do as much. There's like a lot of weird, creepy monster designs in this. And I don't think they'd be able to do as many if they had to translate it into live action. Yeah. Like in the beginning, there's a little goriness with her fighting this like demon dinosaur thing. She like shoots off the top of its head, but then it's still able to move. So she has to. So after the horse gets all eaten and it's all bloody, she has to shoot its neck off. Yeah. And then later, D is going through the count's castle, and he's just slicing left and right. At some points, like literally, slice one of these creatures in half, and it's like, oh, this guy who shoots spiders out of his back. Yeah, his, his in his cross section, his back has a lot of like has like spider nests. Gross. Okay, that makes sense. Gross. Yeah, yeah. You just like you see his, his skeletons and his insides, um, and it's not all through the film, but like when there's fighting, it's yeah. like details like that are just like lots and lots of blood. Yeah, uh, it's it's generally over the top enough that it's like okay, sure, yeah, yeah. And then if again, like you said, if that were live action, like blood might be gushing everywhere like i mean that would be some people's thing but i don't don't generally like horror movies and that gore stuff is one of the main reasons yeah because at least with animation you can emphasize and de-emphasize and it's like yeah there's blood everywhere but now it's just like streaks of blood in the next scene because we're not worried about it gushing all the time but if it were live action you're expecting the continuity of like they bled a lot so that should be like everywhere it should be like really just pumping out their arm or something i don't know yeah just it's it's different yeah it'd be unpleasant yeah i don't i don't think i would be able to watch a live action one that did try to do the same basic things that this did and i I just i don't think it would be as visually dynamic or it would at least be a lot harder for it to be yeah i don't know i don't think i'd be interested in the live action one probably not i think this works generally better as animated so it can just kind of be as hyperbolic with things as it wants to be yep sound design uh some of those songs are interesting choices like the background music yeah yeah like a mix of different styles um i enjoyed it overall i think even though it was like huh 
It's a choice. Okay. Do you want to know who was responsible for the film soundtrack? Uh, sure. Tetsuya Komuro, also known as an acclaimed pop artist and member of TM Network, uh-huh, who did uh-huh. the Your Song at the end of the movie. Yeah, love that song. He did the soundtrack. I love that song. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's great. Yes. That song's that song. really good. It's so uh, please, 80s. Please, if you're one of those people who gets to the credits and then shuts the thing off, please listen to the pop song in the credits. Please. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. 80s and so beautiful. It's so good. It uh, makes me think of the uh, uh, music and lyrics kind of... Not, not that it's the same thing as Pop Goes Your Heart, but just like the... the synth type thing i don't know it's it's so good i yeah. love it uh yeah but yes that that guy did the actual soundtrack too so i think that accounts for some of its weirdness yeah i don't mind it sometimes it kind of just works as a normal soundtrack and you're not noticing it and other times you're kind of like oh that's a choice yeah yeah he's like i really want to evoke a mood and it's like this is a mood yeah. i don't i don't think it's bad but it's certainly different sometimes yeah it's not like necessarily always the music you would expect or the emotion that you would expect from the music in certain scenes i think part of it is the instrumentals like what he's choosing to to play is usually has some synth in it yeah yeah um when you would think it'd be i don't know yeah yeah like yeah no uh it was interesting let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after how's it hold up so one of my, I think this might have been my first note, was this girl's skirt should definitely be longer. Yeah. And f- quickly followed by, ugh, panty shots are going to keep being a thing, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> I noticed the panty shot in the beginning, uh, got numb to it, I guess. No, I did get numb to it, but they definitely did keep happening. You know what I didn't get numb to? Booby shots. Just oh boy. Those shots, not, not a fan of. Uh, I guess there was a creature, three creatures, that uh, boobies prominently displayed. And there was a part in spoiler section where her boob briefly, like, gets knocked out of her top. And then just, like, gets back in her top in the next scene. It's like, wow, that that literally was unnecessary. Yeah. You, di- you didn't need to do that at all. Yeah. Um, Early on, when she's trying to convince him to join her, she's like, you can have your way with me. And yes. I'm like, oh, thank, thanks. That sounds like some natural dialogue that a woman would say to someone she just met. Yeah. And then what's his, Greco's just a sleaze. Yes. Uh. No, this movie is super sexist in, like, a lot of painful ways. The The demographic they were going for is obvious, and it didn't include women. Yeah. Yeah, just, Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff like that throughout where that'll just kind of briefly take you out of it if that's not something that you're on board with. Yeah. Um, you'll just kind of be like, oh, great, thanks. Yeah, and it's also used as a plot shorthand for things that, like, ugh, like Doris, she's like, oh, she's the most beautiful one in this area. So, so is she? <laughs> okay. Of course, Magnus is gonna, like, that's why I'm, you know, want wanna have her. Sure. It's like, okay, I guess. So, I mean, she just looks like a regular 80s girl, 80s anime girl to me, but whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, we don't really see other women in her town, so I can't really compare. Yeah, the only other time is the three girls around Greco, which once he notices some sort of carriage of the nobles, he's like, he pushes them away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and in that hotel, it's like, oh, give me the keys to the monitoring room. Or you can just, like, turn on a camera for the rooms that are in that hotel. They can watch you do whatever in their hotel. Uh, that's messed up. Yep. Didn't like that. Didn't like... There, yeah. There's just a lot of stuff like that kind of just throughout the movie. Yeah. And you just kind of have to either be okay with it or just probably stop watching because <laughs> it's not going to stop. No, yeah. On a... Slightly different note, um, this had one of the less toxic you're a man, don't cry messages that I've seen in a thing. Oh, that's He's fair. like, you can cry if you want, but don't do it around your sister because she needs encouragement right now. Yeah, because it'll I'm make like, her cry. That feels almost okay. Like, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Overall, it's like, like, feel your feelings. 
But like you still this, couch it as like a because you're a man, and so that's kind of why I'm not a hundred percent on board. But yeah. mostly I'm okay with this. Yeah, yeah. It could have been like a this is the thing. She's the main part of it, and like you can feel bad, but like she needs the support. So like help her out foremost, and then feel your feelings, dude. Yeah, little kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, sure. Anything else in this section that isn't in spoilers? Uh, I said I have monitor room sad face. <laughs> That's how you put it? Yeah. Boob was it. unnecessary. We yeah. talked about that too. Yep. Okay. Alright, let's go on to our spoiler, spoiler alert. Skip to 43 minutes and 13 seconds. My only actual note here, though I'm sure we have more to talk about, is just Dan just freaking shot Greco and knocked him off a cliff. Yeah. That moment. Yes, it was it was great. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's a lot. lot of there's a lot of turns here yes. in this ending. All right, where to start? There's a lot. I mean, I, we don't have to lay everything out, but just talk about fair. the stuff that But that I mean, I guess that that's it was We what have, made we this have fairly a henchman guy named Ray who has seems to have some of his own motivations, mostly that he wants to become a vampire so he can live forever, basically. Right, but he's also so a, a mutant-type creature. Like, he's not a, a human. Yeah. All, but to, the, to the, the nobles, the vampires, all those sorts of creatures are looked down on. But he particularly is, like, some sort of mutant. And so he kind of, like, fails, you know, to, to beat D, and then he's given a... What do they? I don't remember what they call it, like a lamp or something. A that's, time. Yeah, that's supposed to do something. But when he tries yeah. to use it as he fights D, it turns out to that it's a fake and it doesn't do anything. And he gets his hand cut off, which he's very bitter about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it turns out that Greco, the sleazeball guy, stole it at some point somehow, I guess. Yes, we didn't see that Because he has it. And so he gets the that that doctor guy like got turned into a bad guy and he just gets knocked off the cliff but he's dead um, yeah but he uses it the greco uses it to paralyze uh what's her name lamica yes and then and then he's like trying to basically be like with this we can defeat them but i'm only gonna do it if you agree to marry me or whatever yeah to... just a big sleazeball but then he gets shot by dan and falls off a cliff so that was great good job uh the 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 doctor thing seems like it. The came doctor out- was the one that pulled out the boob. Yes, seemed like it came out of nowhere, but but I think looking back, it it the the little support it had was that like he didn't he only came to her house at night after a certain point, and most likely because at that point he was a vampire and, yeah. and I guess couldn't be out during the day. They didn't really spell that sort of thing out. But, but ultimately, I, he wasn't that important. No, so. no. Well, yeah, but but I thought it was interesting where he's like, he had to make the the excuse like, oh, something happened over there yeah. in another place. And I couldn't get here till till now. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so that supports that it's like, uh, he, Lamica got him. He's a bad dude. But then Lamica basically, like, doesn't want to support her father anymore and basically joins the good guy's side. But then Greco didn't die falling off the cliff. The cliff. And Ray finds him and takes the the thing that paralyzes vampires back, mm-hmm. um, and presumably murders Greco. But that's off screen, which is kind of weird because the spoilers, which we're in, Ray gets brutally murdered later <laughs> by the Count, yeah. and the like glee with which the movie showed that murder makes me a little surprised that it didn't gleefully show Greco getting murdered. But whatever, because. Ray definitely intimated that he was going to murder him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might have done it to save, you know, budget. Of yeah, like, we don't want to waste this on, on this guy. And and the means of Ray's murder was through Magnus's power. Like, yeah. you're showing he's too strong to even be affected by this thing. And look, he's, like, literally throwing you around like a rag doll. Yeah. Because you are nothing to him. So I can see why they're, like... But Ray manages to best D using that thing mm-hmm. and cuts his hand off because he's super spiteful. Oh, we haven't talked about it, but D's 
left hand, yes. I think, has a face on it that talks to him and is kind of rudy to him. So that's the hand that gets cut off. But then after Ray leaves, it like crawls back and reattaches. Oh, well, not just get cut off, but D gets staked. Oh yes, in he the does. chest. So yeah. he is a dampier, a like a vampire, bo- but like with human blood. I think. Yeah, like a vampire and a and a, a human, human had a baby. That's a dampier. Yeah. So so they have some sort of power. And so he he was shown being able to heal really quickly. But he got staked in the heart. And you assume that vampires can't come back from that. Well, I mean, I assume he's going to be okay because the movie's named after him. But yeah, you're like, this is obviously a big deal. Yeah, how is he going to get out of this one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but then Ray goes back to the Count and is like, so I can be immortal now? And the Count's like, mm, maybe in 50 years. This isn't really a concern for me. So that makes Ray... Decide to betray him later, and later he tries to use the incapacitating vampires thing to get the count, but the count's too powerful, and right, he, right, right. he murders the the crap out of Ray. So yes, the though what I did like so Greco used the time the time cent- knife censure uh, to incapacitate uh, Lamica, uh, but or get shot. Uh, oh, but right before he does that, Lamica was like. I don't want you to be a part of our family, Doris. Uh, and she's like, I don't either. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, like, I'll just hide you. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, yeah. we got a plan. And then he comes and ruins it. Lamika's character is interesting because her virtue and flaw are kind of both the same thing. Like, she basically, the reason that she tries to help Doris is because of her emphasis on blood purity and not wanting a human to be part of their line but then also it turns out twist that you could pretty easily guess way before the twist happens she is also a dampier her mom was a human and she doesn't take that very well yeah um and and then at the end of the movie she like like after they defeat the count or whatever and the castle's crumbling uh, they're like, you could come with us and just, like, live a life somewhere else. Yeah, and she's like, like, no, I'm a pure blood vampire. I'm going to die here. So yeah. she just walks into the crumbling stuff and presumably dies. Yeah, she chooses to, to die. Instead so I'm, like, not entirely sure. racism. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about her because I, like, liked that she wanted to help them. Yeah. But the reason she wanted to do it was, yeah, basically racism. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and D and D fights the count, and he wins. Like it's not. Yes, he didn't die. It honestly was kind of an unimpressive fight. I was expecting a little more, but oh well. Yeah, like it turns out that D is seems to be closely related oh, to yes. the state there. To Dracula, yeah. to the yeah, because the count like the looks at the big giant picture, the, the giant picture that makes me think of uh, Shit's Creek with the giant family portrait they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this giant picture of Dracula. Here's 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 and dad. He, like, he looks home. at that, and he looks at D, and he looks at that, and he looks at D, and then you get like shots of it of D in different things, like like he's remembering his face and how it looks in certain ways. And yeah. You're like, oh dang. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, it's they're, like, related to him or something, and, yeah, it's like, is it him? Is he his son? Is, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing son. So that's probably part of why he's so powerful, even though he's not a pureblood vampire. Yeah, and what's this thing with the hand? But I talking don't know. about this pureblood stuff just makes me think of freaking Harry Potter, and I yeah. hate it. Uh, at first, when the the voice happened, I thought it was his sword talking to him. I thought he had like a cursed sword or oh, something. Oh no, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I'm like. But it turns oh. out he just has a mouth on his hand. Yeah, yeah. As you do. Yes, and we. Determined... He just uses it like Moroku. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some weird stuff. It was really funny watching the hand like dig and eat up the dirt, but it did it too many times. Yeah. Uh, He's like, okay, this is the same piece of animation. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But it's trying to build up stakes. Like, he's got to hurry and eat that dirt or that red mist is going to come over and dissolve them. Yeah, yeah. Eat that dirt faster. Let's see. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was... Oh, oh, and then at the end, the the other, like, 
possible seizure type thing where it's just like repeating cycles of like there's a scene of rocks in the desert and like the the stars are like rotating really fast or like night day night day and they did it goes on way too long it does that it does like a scene where the castle is falling there's like so I does know. i don't know does it's actual weird. does actual time pass and they're just standing there or like i don't understand exactly what it was supposed to represent me neither i because then the grass is back and everything's lush exactly so uh so magnus is defeated and i I don't know where the people are at but like that castle crumbles and like these cycles of animation opens up in the earth and it just sinks into it yes yes the earth the earth eats the castle um And and so yeah, maybe time passes, or maybe it's kind of undoing the damage that's been that's done to the land over I thousands of years. It. Yeah, because yes, now it's all like uh, lush and green, and at a different scene, there's like a couple of birds flying around. When I don't remember seeing anything like that in the like kind of desert barren land that they were in previously. Yeah, um, there's also not monsters, and so it feels like, and maybe the book says explicitly that like. Their presence corrupts the area. So these, these that monsters. Was the impression I got, definitely. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. So taking these big bads down, like, actively makes the world a safer and better place. Yes. All right. I got it. It's like now, now I kind of understand why he's so driven to do this because yeah. it has such a big impact. Yeah. And what does he say? Like, your type are like only transient. Uh, I don't know. Whatever he says. Yeah, so, something basically to the effect of, like, your time is long gone and you're just, like, holding on to it way past its due. Yeah, yeah. So You need to die and, like, go, and go back to oblivion, like, your time. Yeah. So, there there were some interesting things. I guess we're, out of, we're probably out of spoilers. I think we're done. Yeah, we can be done with spoilers. Um, which means let's go on to favorites and least favorites. Okay. What was your least favorite scene? The one where... In spoilers, where there was an unnecessary booby. That's not my least favorite scene. My least favorite scene we haven't actually talked about. Oh. And it's the scene in which the three snake ladies wrap him up. Yeah, true. And then basically they're all orgasming for like... Oh, like what? They're draining his hours or something. It's been at least half a day. But then it cuts to them, and they're making sounds that sound like the sort of sounds you would hear in a porno. It's very uncomfortable, and I hate it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was very uncomfortable. Yeah, I could have just done without them at all. Like all of him encountering them, and that whole scene could have just not been in there. And I think think that would have been fine. I don't think it really affected too terribly much of the but movie. I get, okay, I get what the point of it was. was that boys. It, that no, was I get point. it. But the ultimate point of the scene was that that's what, like, that's the first time we see him lose control or whatever yeah. of his powers. And then his hand mocks him for it. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. We probably could have figured out a different way to do it that didn't involve any of that. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that fair. was my least favorite scene. Because it went on a while, too. Yeah, that's true. What was your favorite scene? Oh, spoilers when Danny uh, does a really good thing. Same. <laughs> that, it was like, so good. I was like, yes! yes! <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, no. Yeah, that was it. Because it's like, Lamica had a, a moment, and then Doris uh, ha- had a good moment, and then Danny does does one of the greatest things, and it's yeah. like... Awesome. Yes. It was beautiful. I feel good about this. Chef's kiss. Yes. Who was your least favorite character in the movie? Probably Greco. For me, I think it's probably the doctor. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. I never really cared that much about him. And then suddenly he was kind of important for a little bit. And then he was gone. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. Like, he basically just felt more like a plot point than a character. And so in that way, he was fairly weak. Yeah, but Greco is just a big sleazeball overall. Greco is a big sleazeball, but I also, like, kind of understood what he was about and was like, he's probably not going to live through this movie. He's probably going to get comeuppance for being the way he is at some point. Yeah. 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 He's basically Gaston, but, like, it's not a Disney movie, so he can actually be gross and creepy and predatory in the way that Gaston probably would be if it weren't a Disney movie. Mm. 
Yeah. Who was your favorite character in the movie? See, like, my first gut reaction is Lamica, but then basically she's just racist. Yeah, yeah, same. It's like, she's has some fun things, but is her main motiva- motivation is racism. Cool, 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 cool. I think it might be Ray. I don't know. He went on the biggest journey, it felt like. Sure. And there was a lot of, like, a lot of the twists and turns kind of involved him. I don't know. He was... He was interesting yes. throughout, I think, and and so in that way. And he had a kind of fun des- character design that felt a little more <laughs> a Amano-type design. <laughs> no offense to the director guy, I prefer Yoshitaka Amano's art style. It's just less typical 80s anime. Yeah, I think I think Ray. I think he. I had the most fun with him. Like, Dan had the one good moment, but I didn't good. enjoy Dan throughout the movie. No, he's he's just a kid. Yeah. Uh, Doris was weak overall. Yes. Lots of stuff was happening to her. The only thing she really did was come on to D. Yeah. And D's and just like your typical silent, mysterious protagonist. Like, yeah. he's fine. There's... He does what he, his job, but like, he's not that interesting. Yeah, the interest is, is in these little mysteries and like, I was like, okay. So yeah, I think Ray's my vote. Um, I don't, I don't know. I guess Ray's fine. We'll just go with yours. Okay. Um, this movie wasn't a musical, but dang, that song slapped. At the end, it was great. Ugh, so Your good. song, great song. Such a bop. It's gonna be my song. It's so Ugh. good. <laughs> if Tim Curry played a character in this movie, who? Uh, he should sing your song. Wow, babe. I <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, and that's such a galaxy brain take. I'm kind of... I'm reeling. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Beautiful. I guess he could be Magnus. Sure, yeah. Yeah, he could do that. But he should really sing your song. Ooh, ooh, he could be the hand. Oh, yeah! Yeah! That'd be good. I think he'd be really good as the hand. Yeah. He'd get to have the snark and stuff. Yeah. No, that was good, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he'd be very good as Ray. D doesn't say enough for it to matter. Mm Mm-mm. No, I think the hand. The hand is a really good one. Yeah. Okay. That was quick. This whole episode seems to be fairly quick, but that's fine. Yeah. We had had an interesting little time and now our time is almost done. Let's go to our overall consensus and how we would rate it. Would I recommend it? I I don't watch enough of these things to know if this is a good one. By these things, I mean uh, gory. Just go with your heart. Gory horror type stuff. The pacing, like the scenes that were missing, were a, a bit jarring. <laughs> the idea of it being a romance is it's literally laughable. It was <laughs> that was so weak. Uh, there are some cool monster designs, though. That ending song's really good. I recommend that ending song. Uh, overall, yeah, I guess I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't recommend it. I can imagine there are things that must be better than this. Um, but some of the animation. At least, like the the backgrounds and things, I liked. I guess for my rating, I'll I'll give it a two point two five. There were some things that I had fun with during the film, but but yeah, I don't I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, two two point two five. I think I'm gonna go with oh. Well, recommendation or not, I don't think so. I feel like this was interesting. And if you're doing anime homework, maybe just to kind of see where the someone at some of the beginnings of this, like really using OVAs to push the the violence and sexual stuff, then maybe. But I feel like because it's one of the earliest ones, almost certainly people have done it better by now. Um, and I just, I'm not upset that i watched it but yeah. i would, don't think i'd recommend it to anyone and unless you're doing anime homework like that i think i'd give it a 1.75 okay i feel like it just is very flawed that's fair and i feel like it has strengths but there are probably almost certainly other anime movies and shows and stuff that have done creepy horror monsters and action and stuff better possibly even the movie that was made 15 years later yeah in I this mean, series I'm, I, I'm very interested to see that 
For sure, because that has the the benefit of fifteen time. years yeah. worth of like seeing how this sort of thing has evolved. Yeah, so I definitely am looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I, um, I feel like this is interesting, but it feels very rough. It feels very rushed. It feels fairly cheap, even though the animation can be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think it's okay. But I think almost certainly a lot better things exist. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with a 1.75. Okay. Okay. Better than Dumbo by a mile. (laughs) Not boring. No, not boring. Weird and unpleasant sometimes. A lot of times. But there were some interesting things. Yeah, and Dan did a great job. But also, I think All Dogs Go to Heaven is better. So that I gave a two. I was considering putting them on the same level, and I was like, I think All Dogs Go to Heaven is a more competent film overall. Yeah, I mean, at least in then, even though you were a kid, like, you found stuff to like. Yeah, I feel like All Dogs Go to Heaven has a little bit better of an idea of what it wants to be. <laughs> it's, I mean, this has an idea of what it wants to be. It's just the execution is messy and flawed, and I feel like will be done better later. Yeah, like, if they would have dropped certain things of, like, you don't need to put your time into this fake romance or keep giving us panty shots but whatever yes yeah, so like random boobs the yeah yeah so 1.75 that's her next time we already told you yeah we i mean it's gonna we're gonna do the other vampire hunter d movie Surprise. Um, i won't say the the colon name in case you don't know somehow but i think there's literally only two so we're going to do the other one. Initially, I was only going to do that, but I, just the last 2000. minute... Vampire Hunter D2000? No. Uh, initially, I was only going to do that later one, but I just decided, you know what, why not let's do this? And also to kind of make up for me forcing them into this Halloween time. <laughs> um, and this was, a, this was an interesting experience, and for I think sure. it will be interesting to see how the concept of a Vampire Hunter D movie evolves in 15 years yeah i'm definitely i think we should take a step back too when we see it and think like would what would we have rated this if this were the first thing we've seen mm. versus like now having a point of comparison are we like this is hey this is better than that at least we'll see yep so next time thanks for listening thank you i hope you enjoyed it please like subscribe and all that cool stuff tell your friends just spread like, the word i don't I don't. It's hard to like. I, I guess don't know just what comment. the different comment, comment, and subscribe, subscribe, follow us, or tell whatever. people, talk yes, about talk us, talk about it, comment, please, yes. really tell us about us. Yeah. If it's as long as it's. If nice. you're mean, I might cry, but you won't know. You won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, you know what? You've, you've heard us cry anyway. It's true. So yeah. if you haven't, we can give you some num- episode numbers. Oh man, a letter from Momo. Momo. Yeah, Uh, there it is. uh, Next time. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening!